Welcome to Berated, Berated Conversations. Join us as we talk to the creative people behind the independent movies and get the behind-the-scenes stories. Um, Welcome to the Berated, 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 Berated. How is how? What do you do with the the opening? Let's see if we can do it. Oh yeah, we just say you know. Uh, Welcome to berated, berated. Well, actually, we don't even say anything on the conversations. We just say, "Hey, thank you for joining us." Uh, this is Brian and Anthony with, and then he introduces you guys. Oh, okay. but <clears throat> for our movies ones, yeah, we uh, berated, berated, where berated or b word isn't a bad thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, I like that. Yeah, berated, 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 berated. No, berated. 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 They're going to come in hot for us, Anthony. They're going to come in for us. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Hi, this is Anthony and Brian, and welcome to the Berated, Berated podcast. We're here tonight with Dana Berger and Max Wardendike and Dane Elkar. And uh, yeah, how's it going tonight? Damn, I think I'm just going to quit right now, guys. Man, that was, yeah. that yeah. was yeah. right off the hip, too. He's not even the one who's supposed to remember lines, you know? It's yeah. And I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> we just well, yeah, but now. now. Thank you guys for, for being here. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, this was really a uh, really, really fun, really trippy movie. It was awesome. It was pretty out there. I like the out there stuff. Great. Yeah. So, uh, kind of introduce the movie. movie. What's that? What movie is it? Oh, we are doing Brightwood. Wait, I'm sorry. We have officially started. Is this it? We've officially started. Yeah. Okay. Oh, great. great, I did actually start it. I didn't mean to. We could go back. That was perfect. Great. That's the the most original and opening we've had so far. So, well, that's, yeah, I like that too. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Brightwood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like what was kind of the um, inspiration for this? Because this is pretty, you know, it it seems like there's a lot of like themes and inspiration behind this, like a lot of symbology. Yeah. I, you know, there was two, two really main things. One of them was um, I've, you know, looking back on it now, one of them was this, this kind of insane desire to actually make a feature film. And to see it through to the end, and I think Max shared that desire with me. And um, <clears throat> we had been working on another project, uh, and the pandemic kind of stalled that project. And um, so I took some time off, and I had actually made a short film called The Pond, which, uh, in essence, was kind of like uh, an experiment to see if the basic elements and plot elements of you know being stuck going around in circles around a pond uh, would work, and if I could make it interesting and entertaining. Um, however, I that short was just actually one person in a pond. I, it was I played it. It was super low budget, and I always wanted it to be a couple. I always knew that if I took a couple and kind of threw them into this insanity. Uh, then it would be, you know, given the nature of going around in circles, uh, being stuck, trapped, that it would be uh, really interesting to kind of see where they see how they navigate that and how that um, uh, could allow me to kind of really dissect a relationship and uh, and go into a toxic relationship. Um, uh, and, and, and using that kind of the metaphors within a toxic relationship uh, and making that a, a, a real situation that this couple finds themselves in. Who had a toxic relationship in that movie? Sorry. You watch the movie Brightwood and you think these people remind me of me. You uh-huh. might want to consider therapy or just really keep your eyes closed and just go with the flow. Um, you know, because once you open your eyes to the reality, it's be tough. You know, uh, Anthony said, you know, the, the film does, I think, try to get pretty far out there. You know, one of the things when Dan and I were talking, when Dan shared the first draft of the script, so I had seen the short, obviously, he filmed the short in, in 2018, and it's a great little film. And so when this other project fell apart, Dan was like, hey, what if we did this one? And he, and he shared that first draft of, of um, uh, Brightwood with me then. And one of the things that we talked about so much from the beginning was like, how can we take this 
to its farthest conclusion. You know, how can we push this idea and the, and the ideas of these characters and how they interact and see what happens if we really push it as far as possible? And um, I think that was one of the, the driving forces of, of the film. I'll, I'll never forget, there's one scene in which uh, Dan and, and Jen, so I played Dan in the movie, Dana plays Jen, and we were on set and um, something kind of crazy happens and we were flipping out. As, as actors, we were acting very, ex you know, extreme high emotions and both Dana and I were like, what the fuck is this? This is like too, this is too big. This is not good. And we went to Dane and we were like, Dane, like, are we, do you really like, is what we're doing? Okay. This feels very large and kind of extreme. And he said one of the best notes I've ever gotten from a director, which was like, given what you've just done to pretend that you're calm or anything that what, the way you're behaving is should not be extreme completely belies the reality of the experience that you as characters are having. And so I think we tried to like push it as far as possible, but to keep it grounded in some kind of, you know, uh, character reality um, as, as the plot sort of continues. Sorry. Yeah. I, no. I was going to uh, say, oh, sorry, Dana was going to say something. <laughs> um, no, I just, I, that's exactly right. I, I guess I kind of went into the description of the film, but, but uh, uh, so those were, those were the main reasons. It was a desire to make a film. And then I had this itching, um, you know, uh, idea uh, that just would allow it on, even on a practical level, just because I knew I could keep the story contained. I knew because it was being films, we were still kind of in COVID at that time uh, that I could use a limited crew. We were very and, much in COVID at that time. Yes, we were very, yeah, in May 2021, yeah. So wow. any person that came on, we had to test three times a week. We had to, um, you know, we had zones that we had to be in. But really, we all stayed in a house uh, up in Rockaway, New Jersey, and kind of like zoned together, if that makes sense. And then... Um, mm -hmm. uh, then we would go to location, but but just the practical the the practicality of the story and the location and the single location was something I knew I could do and see it through to the end and um, and 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 actually make a the feature film. For the listeners, this place the movie takes takes place entirely around a pond in the woods. I don't know if people that are listening to this have seen the film yet, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that was one of our questions. Was where did you actually record it? I know you just said you were in New Jersey, but like watching it, like there's just seeing that dirty ass pond. Like there's some places in like in Colorado that we got into. That we got into. Dana oh, jeez. Oh yeah. yeah. Not Love to spoil day. it. Yeah, Dana. I'm oh yeah. Dana oh yeah. <laughs> Or Jen, yeah. That's true. Okay, that was the little little thing. The whole time, like, that was one of, like... How, how gory, how gruesome, how T, you know, TMI can we get on this? Oh, I, uh, I think they're anything. Yeah, as much as you want. Yeah. I just mean, like, we filmed in the woods for two weeks. Now, just Damn. think about, like, not like... It's not like we had trailers with bathrooms. And stuff. Yeah. Dana just revealed a, a BTS video of me apparently peeing on a tree <laughs> that I was apparently looking at my phone for much of the time until I no, realized you were at the not very looking end. At your phone. I remember this. You were holding your so so the characters have cell phones in this movie, and we so we had prop cell phones, and Max was fucking peeing and holding his cell his prop cell phone up like. <laughs> And I was above his head and moving it around, and I was like, I was like, I was practicing looking for a signal, you know. Yes, no, that's pretty official, though. And I was like, I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, I was trying to look like I wasn't peeing. If anybody's <laughs> damn it, <laughs> one hand, you really damn good job. I, man. Yeah, that's right. I committed, you know. Well, this yeah. is one of the you know the fun things about the three of us living in the house together, and you know, Dane and I, Dane and I have known each other for a long time. We met working in one of the last video stores here in New York City. Dane. And so, Dane, Dane. yes. Dane yeah. and I have known each other for a long time. <laughs> Dana and I have known each other for a slightly less long time. But, you know, there's this, this amazing thing that, you know, between a director and his actors, there's this obviously a very intimate and exciting relationship on set. And then we would have it again when we'd go back to the house. You know, so we, we, we spent truly almost every waking moment with one another 
while we were shooting. And, um, I, and honestly, it was one of the, the funnest times in my adult life. Yeah. It was a bit like, you know, there was a camp, a little bit of a camp vibe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that's awesome. Time to trek out into the woods, then go back to the lake house. It was a lake. It was like a lake house that we, we hit it renting. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. They were saying those but, same, uh, those dirty ponds. They're in oh, Colorado yeah, too. So was it in New Jersey then where you filmed it? It wasn't, it wasn't New Jersey. It was a place called, now I have to be careful about how I talk about this because it was a, it was a very nice place. It was a place called Egbert Lake in Rockaway, New Jersey. Um, however, the reason it looks uh, kind of nasty the way it looks is that uh, it was uh, incredibly overgrown in the water. So mm-hmm. like in the water is just straight up weeds. Um, yeah. That's and, why I thought uh, it was Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. So I even think that they were going to try to like sludge it out or something, but, but um, where I'd heard that, um, but uh, yeah, it, 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 there, it certainly, certainly didn't look that great <laughs> up close. Well, Wasn't I, that great? Yeah. <laughs> I will say I was, I was so jealous that they were going to get into the water the whole shoot until the day they got into the water. And then I thought, Hey, you know what? It's fine being out. <laughs> No. I've actually never, I don't think I've ever told, uh, I might've told Max this, but I don't think I ever told Dana this. It's, I mean, the water was fine. However, I don't actually like getting into water where I can't see the bottom of it. I, it's like weird. So like I had to put on my, 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 my big boy director and I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to get in the water. It's fine. <laughs> and so like I, I got in and like, I literally, my, then in my insides were like, Oh God, yeah. as I'm walking out and then I'm turning around to Dana being like, it's fine, Dana. No, this is going to be so nice. <laughs> I did not know that. I know. <laughs> good fucking thing you didn't because you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm a girl and not, not to get all like gendery or whatever, but like that pond was gross. It was gross and ne- nobody knew what was in it. We didn't know how deep it was. No, no, Dana, come in. The water's nice. It's yeah. Nice. Yeah. And it was like, it was so right. disturbing. And, you know, they had been working me up, you know, for weeks being like, okay. And then this is the day that, you know, you're going to get in the pond and it's going to be great. And we're going to have towels and all this stuff. And, I was like, yeah, no, cool, cool, cool. And, um, <laughs> so there were, there were nice moments. There were ni- The temperature wasn't that bad. No, it actually ended up being way better than I, yeah, than I had it, imagined it was going to be. Yeah. It wasn't very deep. I mean, we could stand for a yeah. lot of it. So. so was that sign real then or no? No, I made the sign. Oh, my God. See, that's wow. why I thought it was Colorado because when my brother who lived in, uh, in Brighton, and so there'd okay. be ponds everywhere. And you're just like, damn, that's nice. Like there's like a lake of water, a pond of water. So I'm going to do that. And there's these big ass signs where it's like, no swimming. I'm like, yeah. so what? It's just like, you know. There, there's a few of those in Jersey too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Wait, so that's. Dana, was there, what, had there been a sign there at, in the short at, when you shot at a different park? No. There- so I, I shot at a different um, pond, the short film. Uh, and. Uh, there, there wasn't a, it's funny. I don't know why this is, but there was not a, no, there was, there was no, no swimming sign. Then I shot the short and I got into the water. Uh, and then like a month later, there was a no swimming sign. And so I would go back to this pond and then there was this very official looking no swimming sign that ended up making it into the story of the, of the feature. God, did you go get tested for anything? <laughs> Jane got Lyme's disease. Did, did you get I Lyme's did get Lyme's disease. Yeah. yeah Good God. But not from the water. Those are yeah. Those are from because we just happened to be in some sort of tick haven in New Jersey. In the water, no Dardia. <laughs> and yeah. And thank God I was the only. I was the only one. We did tick checks. Uh, you know, every night we were so careful, but there were so many bugs around, and uh, I I didn't get. Um, we actually made it through the entire shoot. Uh, no one, no one had any ticks. And then I went out for some B roll and there's some footage actually in the film where the camera's being pushed through the bushes and you can kind of, the leaves are like on the, on the lens. And, uh, and that's, that's where one got me. And I just, I just missed it. The son of a bitch. So can you say where it was? Oh yeah. It was like on my side. Oh, but it was, it was, it was a deer. It was like under here where no, (laughs) no, but it was a deer tick. They're so small, you know? And, and then, 
uh, I did the, uh, I found the site that you like send the tick out. You like put in a little baggie and send it out and they'll test it. And so that it came back positive with Lyme disease, Lyme disease a couple of days later. And then, and I had just developed the stereotypical rash. Oh. <laughs> So then I went on antibiotics and I should be fine. I don't want to make light of it. It is a uh, horrible disease if in, untreated. Uh, but I did the, the things I got on the antibiotics and I should be okay. See, that's so good. I do get to say my movie gave me Lyme. So. <laughs> you had a great line. Making the movie. <laughs> well, was, uh, with all the movies, there's like the PSAs and everything. So there's your PSA for our, uh, for our, yeah. <laughs> Right, Lyme disease, children. Don't. Be sure to get tested. <laughs> if, test you, if you have a tick, send it off and test it. <laughs> Man, no, I figured that. Uh, one of the <laughs> what do you call it? One of the PSAs was this one. Like I've seen it before, where it's like my biggest fear is like marrying into a family like likes to wake up at like seven a.m. on Thanksgiving morning and run a marathon. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so pretty much you pulled away. Where it's like, just don't ever go jogging with your significant other, and then there's nothing bad could ever happen. Like both yeah. of you guys just, I don't know, stay on the couch, hang out. Stay away from it. Yeah. <laughs> don't that exercise. was actually one of, that was an early comment. We had, when we had just started showing the film slowly out to folks and get their reaction. Uh, one, some, somebody did come back like, uh, you know, I'm never going to clearly, we're never going to go jogging. <laughs> it's a great, <laughs> let's be honest. That was someone who clearly was never going to go jogging anyways. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> oh, there was that time you like took off sprinting. And then you're just like, oh, Which shit. One? There was a couple oh, in times. the movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're going to speak for themselves, but, but, uh, yeah, I mean, part of the, I, uh, part of the prep for this movie, you know, we not only would work on the, the script and do a lot of readings, but like we all like started. I know that I was jogging and exercising and I think Dana was going on bike rides and walking and we all like knew we were going to have to literally be running around in circles for 12 days. So it was a huge physical feat to get it done. Cause the movie, if you actually look at it, there's only a few times the camera's actually still, we are moving all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, nonstop. When, when Dane was giving us a hard time, Dane and I would run a little bit faster because uh, Dane was also his own, his own camera operator for a lot of the mm-hmm. cam stuff. And, um, you know, if we were like, sometimes we felt like we needed to make Dane work for it. And, uh, <laughs> and, and Dane and I would just run a, a little bit faster. Um, there was a, to, he was running, carrying all that heavy equipment to follow us. A, a funny story. Dana was like, um, Early on, Dana would prep for those those these panting scenes, you know, because we're running and we stop, and the character's often a little little winded or a little tired. Dan, in particular, is quite winded. Jen is not so much, but Dana would do a, a sort of little warm up. And well, there was a time. I, I Go ahead. Yeah. The reason why I would warm up is because I wanted my face to look flushed and sweaty and like I had been running. Like there's a way people, I think there's a way people look when they've been running and they're panting and they're working out. And so like, you know, me being like the actor that I was, I really wanted to look that way. So take it from here, Max. So uh, <laughs> on one, an early take of this first day, we were, our first day we shot mostly the scenes at the no swimming sign. So we would, you know, because we shot sort of location by location around the pond. So we would, you know, run into scenes, stop and do our scenes there. And after the first couple of takes, our sound guy was like, you know, pulled Dane over, I think. And was like, hey, you know, I, I, I just I just hear her heartbeat under everything. Yeah, all we could hear was her heartbeat. Because so. her heartbeat was genuinely beating too hard. And we had to be like. Dana, like, just take breathe, it down a notch so that we can actually get your clean dialogue, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. No, that's awesome. Um, Do you know how big, oh, sorry, how big that loop actually was? I don't think it was a full mile. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a little less than a mile. Just to um, keep, you know, maybe a half, a, maybe maybe more like a half a mile. Um, that sounds about that sounds about yeah. right. Half a mile. I think if you go around it twice, you're about at a mile. I I I I actually went out and jogged it a few times just to get a sense of the space when we were before, way before we started filming. I think it was that it was something around a half a mile. All right. Well, just you know, we know you know we've seen the film, great film, but just so we can put into perspective of. 
you know, how many miles was actually ran and okay. everything just based oh, off of the, you know. I wish we had that data. We should actually, yeah, no. when we're done, we shouldn't do it now because it'll be very boring for people to listen to. Just but we should there. actually try to think about how many miles how you many actually steps. had to run, Dane. That we weren't pretty, wearing, pretty we weren't clocking our steps. Yeah. I was about to say, you pull your phone out and it has your steps for you. You know, and also, I mean, the, the, that location, so when, you know, Dane and I were searching, because I was a producer on the film as well. So when Dane and I were searching for locations, Dane spent hours on Google Earth looking for ponds with a, you know, a sort of island kind of thing in the middle. Because anyone who's seen the film knows there's a part where uh, Jen's character leaves the sort of outer trail and goes to this other part of the, the, the sort of little piece of land somewhere in, elsewhere in the pond. And so we would spend hours looking at these, you know, satellite pictures to try and find these things. And then we would go and drive to them and see, you know, what they, they felt like. And that location was much larger than the one that uh, was originally used for the short film. I should, and, I should mention that the reason I couldn't use the same pond is that the neighborhood that the original pond was in, which I love, by the way, uh, was, was way too expensive. When I tried to get it, they just dropped a huge number. So wow. I hustled to actually get like find anything that could work because we had an already set date at that time. Yeah. And so, yeah, I like would spend nights just going, going over Google maps, trying to find any kind of body of water. Um, when, and we then first, when we got, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, when I first went there and I first saw it, uh, it was covered in snow. So it was the middle of winter still. So I, yeah. I had to kind of make this big guess that like, I think this will work. You know, I think this is going to be the right thing, but I didn't actually get to even see, I mean, technically we shot in May. So the leaves uh, weren't really fo fully grown almost until we started shooting. So I did not see the pond in all of its green foliage until we were almost like about ready to actually shoot. Cause it was just growing back which proved to be pretty good in terms of lighting because the light from the tree, the light could still go through the canopies. Mm -hmm. I think if we had waited a couple of weeks, uh, it would have been very dark inside uh, there. We needed a lot more light. So We also ended up like having to cut large swaths of that circle around. I mean, you know, in the real pond, obviously there's like a large parking lot. And, you know, I mean, one of the things I think that Jane did so lovely in the edit as well was, you know, figured out how to create this path with these very particular and specific markers around it, hopefully, so that people can sort of track where they are in the loop. But that what mm -hmm. that loop is in the film is does not actually resemble at all what the loop in the uh, in the, real, the real park looks like. Yeah. Just because it was it was literally okay. just too big. And um, you know, there were people there. It was we didn't have exclusive use of the park. So, you know, we had fishermen and we had people coming out for jogs and romantic walks and kids on ATVs and you know, a whole slew of people that every day we sort of had to be like, oh, my God. I mean, Dane chased after kids on ATVs a couple of times. You know, we put up signs. Like, oh, yeah. You yeah. may not know it, but you're walking onto the set of indie horror film, you know. Um, but to us, the scariest thing is, you know, background noise. So please try to keep it down. At a certain point, we sort of made semi-friends with some of these kids on ATVs. And we're basically like, hey, can you and your – like, can you tell your friends also to like – help us out and not ride by it at deafening volumes. And it was cool because at a certain point they would sometimes come and, and gather and watch the shooting. But actually after we talked to them, they were super cool. And the, the whole town really, um, everyone in Rockway that we interacted with was like really nice and supported the film. And we got invited to go have, you know, lunch at the Hibernia diner. And uh, it was, it was really cool. It was a cool, it was like a cool little community. They were, I think they were psyched to have us there. And, and we yeah, they were really excited that we were filming a, a horror film. They were, their eyes would kind of light up. And yeah. um, there had been one other film there, Dane, what was it called? Shot like 15, 20 years ago. I, called I red, remember. the red yeah, mask. Everybody, it was one of those things where like everybody knew of this one horror oh, film yeah. that was shot in that location. Was it like red autumn or something. I don't, no. It was red, red River, something. Red yeah. Red bond. It's read something, and, and they were they were all like, "Oh, have you have you have you seen Red? Whatever it was." And you're like, "No." And they were like, "All right, well, I, I, I hope your hope yours turns out well." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the funny thing too. We've also spoke to other um, directors and producers, and they say that some of the like most messed up things is when you are recording, having to tell everybody around you, like, "Hey, 
it's going to be like the middle of the night. We're going to be screaming, help. I'm being murdered and everything, <laughs> but please don't call the police. Right. So, just, I'm not going to, you know, spoiler it, but I can just imagine, you know, that last scene where whatever. And then somebody walking by and being like, what the hell? Like, Oh no, I, we were, we were constantly thinking about that. In fact, we, Max and I really went over the schedule and, and, and I think we did some of the stuff that anytime we were really loud, I, I can't remember if we would do it in the morning or afternoon, but we were trying to do it in a time where there'd be as few people around right. as possible that we were trying to like take that into consideration as we were filming because yes, we did not want the, you know, the, suddenly there'd be a bunch of cops coming around and, and there are a lot of scenes uh, in the film where every, where they're yelling and like, Oh no, you know, I mean, I think so. it's okay to say like in the, the last third of the film, Dana is sort of covered in blood and running around this, this, you know, running around. And, um, you know, we were, we were very cognizant of the fact that like if Dana ran by screaming, and there was a couple covered jogging, yeah, yeah, covered in blood. Yeah. And there was a couple jogging, and they didn't have any; they weren't clued into what we were doing at all. That yeah. I mean, it sounds funny, but actually, it can you know could have proven to be dangerous for for Dana and for for anyone else. What's up, dude? And um, um, you know, and I think like we we try we tried to engage with and like chat with as many people in the community as possible, so that way the word got around, you know, um, to yeah. try to avoid those <laughs> kind of dangerous misunderstandings. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you need is just a couple of like dudes cutting weight. And all of a sudden <laughs> Dana, come, mm-hmm. Dana come running by and then you chasing her. And then yeah. Oh, yeah. now you're out of the film. Because that's, yeah, that's right. That's right. You're like, well, this isn't the ending we expected because, uh, Dan's truly dead. Yeah. <laughs> There was one day we had um, we lost half a day once because uh, I did I did injure myself. Uh, it was my own own fault though, uh, and I moved my head a little too much and, and got a quite a bad cut across my forehead. We had to stop and had to like glue it together. And um, if you watch the film very very carefully, you can in fact see when we came back the next day. I did I had to have like a like a little butterfly kind of you know band aid up there. Um, to keep my head from from being open to that. No, it was the, it was the same. It was the same day. We shot the same day. We continued. We you had bonked your head. Oh, and then we went and, to Ulta that night. Dan, uh, Dana and I went to Ulta. And, and I did, well, no, what I did, yeah. what I did was I just said we're gonna just go do the scene, but we'll do it close up. There's a moment where you do see the band aid, but it's like, and I won't tell you where. But uh, uh, yeah, we just shot this whole scene. You know, close on his face. What's but great uh, is those right that, those close-ups look great too. I, yeah. I, I, was, I always really love that 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 emotional part of that the, the movie. Yeah. What's happening between the characters? I think yeah. is and like it's a very heightened emotional. Yeah, yeah, it's a heightened emotional yeah, yeah. moment. I think it quite it works quite well actually. What we did is we just skipped over the medium shots and went straight <laughs> to the extreme close-ups. It's fine. You know, yeah. no, every That's time there's a close-up, it's because he had yeah. a butterfly <laughs> bandage on his forehead. That's, That's right. Yeah. That's awesome. This is, how, this is how we do it. That's awesome. Like, all right, Anthony, I cut you off like four times. No, you're good. You're good. Um, one of the strengths to me for this movie is because I've seen like a few time loop movies by this point, and some of them it's like they try to keep like the time loop is like the the mystery until the end of the movie, and it's like by the time you get to like the 80th minute, people like you just feel like yelling at the TV, like you're in a time loop. You <laughs> right, right, right. Start right. treating this like a time loop. Like I like with this movie that um you don't do that and you kind of like let that out of the bag early and get onto a deeper story. It was oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I felt like, um, I mean, I always do like time loop movies. I always do think that there's elements to them that are kind of, that are kind of funny. And I felt like I could use, or at least like, I felt like there were areas to use the humor and make it kind of dark humor. But I also um, knew that part of the exploration into this uh, into this relationship was going to be the idea that they knew that some, they're getting the game a little bit more as things progress, and um, they were going to be uh, in this in this situation, um, and for longer, you know, for a longer period of time. Yeah, hopefully that's not too much to say. Um, no, no, not at all. 
I just thought that was like a, a strong point of this, that it's kind of like you, you treat the audience like they know something. Oh, good. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you took that away. Yeah. yeah. So like my other kind of big question with this was um, the, the marriage relationship does seem very like authentic. Like, like it does come off like there is like two people that are, you know, like, the, the opposite of hate is love kind of thing. It's right. like there yeah. was love, but now yeah. we're kind of at the, like everybody's on their side of the battleground and nobody wants to, you know, because they go jogging every day. Every day. <laughs> like, what, what, what made you feel like it was authentic? Like what aspects of it? Like it's so, like there were moments where it felt like a couple fight. Like you're, uh-huh. you're arguing over like the dumbest thing that you've, that you can think of like why did you leave the cheese out like kind of level arguments and then there's like the stuff that's like this is the reason why our marriage is failing like yeah so there's the different levels of it yeah i mean a lot of that is just you know um i i've i've been in a relationship for a very long time you have the uh, i was writing this in the middle of the uh, obviously in the middle of the pandemic at the time we had a three-year-old it's like i'm not going to say we reached levels where we wanted to kill each other but uh you know you, there are these ups and downs that happen in a relationship and the longer you're in a relationship with somebody and you kind of reflect back you know you do start to kind of see these these uh, kind of arguments that can happen that start that do start out uh, sometimes really small, but then it can progress to this or people or something really small will bring back, you know, some argument that was a much bigger issue in your relationship. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and, and what I did with the film is that I just like took that to a, an 11. You know what I mean? I, I took any kind of experience that I was having or experience that I had, you know, it's about relationships, but it's also, and, and I knew that I needed to kind of focus in on um, this married couple because it would allow me to go through these um, uh, uh, these stages. Uh, however, you know, in terms of the types of relate, you uh, you could just have as much a relationship of, with a family member, you know, that's kind of going around in circles of this going in and out of love and hate or trying to make it work and then it doesn't work. Uh, so taking that and just pushing it all to the max with Dan and Jen stuck in this situation. Yeah, like there were multiple times when you're like, all right, Dan, you're good. I'm on your side. And then there's multiple times you're just like, Dan, dude. Like, <laughs> Damn, man. And then the same thing with yeah. the wife as well. Like there's sometimes he's like, all right, calm down, you know. And then there's sometimes you're just like, yeah, F that dude. Like I'm with you. You know, like you keep switching sides back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That's and great. That's, that's right. That's great. Yeah. Did yeah. you find that curious? Did you, did you find them likable or like, were you rooting for them or did you feel like you were more just like watching two people experience something, but you, you weren't emotionally invested in them succeeding? I mean, I thought that without giving anything away, I thought that, uh, Jen, was going to lose her shit first and go off. Like I thought that, Oh man, I thought that after they found that other person and there was Mm -hmm. that first murder, I thought that Jen would have been like, Holy shit. And then love doing it and would have just continued to do it because she even said, remember like, I dream of stabbing you in the throat. And you're just like, yeah, that's what my wife says to me every night before we go to bed. Like, (laughs) you know? And so we thought that, but then there was that part where what Dan, like after he kind of saw what was going on, how he's like, you know what? Like I do love you still and this and this, but then, you know, he started acting like a jerk again and you're just like, dude, like, no matter how many chances you get, you're going to keep blowing it, man. You know, I think yeah. we spent a lot of time, like, thinking about, you know, this idea. Well, first, this idea of, like, you know, you're in a relationship and you fall into these patterns. And they're so easy to just stick to them and keep at them. And in a way, what happens, I think, in the in the film and to the characters is 
in a way they really have to like sort of uh, kill off an old version of themselves to evolve in the relationship together. You know, they need to find a way to sort of like end, end uh, that, that pattern. And, and that requires a like kind of full destruction of, of what, you know, the pattern they've been in. Um, you know, I always used to joke like, I don't think that I would want to date either Dan or Jen, but I, but it was so important to me as both an actor and, and as a producer in the film that it felt like they deserved each other in some way. You yeah. Know, I think that, we, like, talk, we talked a lot about the fact that um, it, 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 you know, whether they're <clears throat> um, particularly likable or not, it go, it does go in these cycles and that it's going to, they're going to get kind of what they deserve out of the relationship in some way. That was a big, uh, big discussion that we would have. Yeah. Like we said, like there's times where you like one and hate the other. And then there's ones where you like the other and hate the other. Sure. So yeah, you yeah. kept switching teams and switching sides and everything. <laughs> so it was good. Great. Yeah. Yeah. The question, hopefully it's not too a spoiler. The only question like I kind of had and yeah. like, I'm pretty sure like, I mean, maybe I'm just overthought like there's that garbage can. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah, the garbage can. Can you explain um, anything of that, or wait till so, we're done recording? No, 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 no. Um, it's it it actually has a very practical reason, and then it has a kind of a bit of a red herring thing going on. But I will explain the trash can. The trash can uh, first and foremost acts as an, a marker. Mm-hmm. I needed these markers and placeholders in the script so that you knew as yeah. these characters were going around in circles that you knew the area so that you could say, okay, there's a trash can. So they're going this way around the pond, the pond. Mm-hmm. So that was very important. Um, there were elements in the original script that kind of hinted that something deeper might be going on to that, but it didn't particularly jive well uh, once we got it all together. But I always thought of the trash can as being um, just this r- kind of rotting, uh, uh, strange symbol of of just this garbage that's collected in okay. a way, you know? all right, and so. that it's just this like goo um, that is oh, that you can inter- you can interpret it any- however you want in some ways, but that it's it's like the garbage that's like 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 at one point in this time you know warp or whatever paradox, you know there might have been real trash in there, but it's it's now just congealed into this like thing. Yeah, like, like there was like an ear uh, one of her. The ear pods was in there. And yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Is there like, you know, that's yeah, what yeah, I yeah. But okay. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, I kept trying to look at it like closer to see if there was like, <laughs> you know, something in there, like a body. <laughs> there's some, if you look close enough, yeah. If, I mean, you got to find the right spot. There's some, you know, there's I some, think also, you know, like the, the color of the film, you know, the color of the film changes, the palette of the film changes uh, slowly, but surely over time too. And I think, you know, so what Stane's saying is like, I think one of the ideas, at least, was that as they continue around this loop, as they find themselves sort of like deeper and deeper. It's getting like, darker, deeper, right? Yeah, deeper levels. Yeah. Okay. That like well, it's getting it's not getting darker so much as it's getting it's getting Oranger, um, really. yellower. It's yeah. getting it's things start to seem a little bit dirtier. You but know then, I mean? right, that there's like sort of this collection, this residue of sort of uh, whether it's like whether it's metaphorical, like toxic emotional baggage that's being sort of left behind, garbage that's being left behind, or whether it's literally just like the l- literal idea of you know if you walk around a pond, however many times you're gonna make trash, you know, um, you know. So those earbuds that fall, you know, every time they fall, there's like a piece of garbage that's left behind, um, and I, so I think that was sort of uh, um, part of that as well. All also, right. just in terms of like you know what what Dane was talking about, how we had to have markers that signified where we were on the loop. Like, I mean, most movies are filmed out of sequence, but in a movie that is (laughs) really filmed around a loop and the scenes, you know, there's so much repetitive imagery and, and sort of almost repetitive things happening. It was so, so, so important for us as a team to, so specifically track like the timeline and the plot so that, you know, when we were jumping around in a non-linear way filming, we were like, okay, what's happened? This happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. And I think that even when you film a movie out of sequence, when it's not about like a loop around a pond over and over and over, it's still easier than, than honestly, I think what we did. I don't know if you guys would agree, but. 
was very confusing a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, we had timelines and we had different, you know, different characters and different versions and different things. And it did get uh, it. It we needed to keep everybody uh, on the same, uh, you know, on, on in the same we, in the same we also, we also had so so little time. You know, we were moving so quickly, and we had you know we had to be able to. Um, you know, we, we didn't have time to warm up in, into things. Um, you know, so like when we would show up on set, we would we would jump right in. And, um, you know, and I think that was like also part of, part of all of that sort of being on the same page and having the same understanding of the script, having the same understanding of the story of the characters so that by the time we got to set, you know, we could just go, go, go. And that was, I think, you know, we spent a lot of time in the development of the, of the script and in a rehearsal process, it was all through Zoom at that time, you know, but we would meet and we would read the script, talk through the script, talk through the scenes. Dana and I would get together and, you know, so that by the time we got there, we were like, great, I know, I know what happens in the beginning of this film, the middle of the film and the end of the film. So that it was, it was easier because it was necessary to be able to say, okay, which, ti- which time frame am I in? Which, you know, what's my experience that the, me as a character has just had right before and right after? And, um, you know, how can we drop right into that in, in a way that feels like authentic and exciting and real? Yeah, I mean, we, it, I, 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 and just to add to that, the prep of this was, was really, really important. We knew that we, <clears throat> it was, you know, 12, 12, out of, uh, 12 days out of 16 days in the woods, all outside you know, all that we only had the sun. Um, so we had that time frame, and I knew it was going to be difficult uh, just being outside. There was going to be a, possibly a lot of different issues. So it was just a really great decision early on that we would do these Zoom rehearsals. It was such an important process in the script because we were really able to distill it down. I would listen to them talking, then we would just, I would listen to them read the script, then we would talk about it, then I would go do a rewrite. And we did that a number of times so that really we were just so on the same page by the time we were actually shooting that it was, you know, just go, 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 go. Um, I mean, just to give you an idea also, like our schedule, Dane and I spent many hours before we got out there literally scheduling lens changes. You know, I mean, uh, because we we wanted to be that efficient. Now, of course, you, you get out to, to shoot, and Dane's got to make a lot of decisions on the fly. And, you know, like, at that point, it becomes an improv, and Dane gets to be like a maestro, like, you know, saying, like, great, actually, we need to do this, or we need to do that. But, you know, in terms of the prep, we felt that, you know, the best way for us to ensure success as best as we could was to have, like, a real tight fucking plan going into it. Um, and I think that it's like, in a way, what was so great about that is that we were so prepared in that way, both as a production team and as a performance and actor director team, that it gave us the freedom to um, be looser when we got there, to like live yeah. in the moment, to experience right, we- what this scene might be because we already trusted each other. So we could get into that first take and be like, this is what we discussed. Let's get that take that we know we need. Let's get it, and then let's see what happens. And that was like a really fun, and I think cool way. And I think there are scenes you could probably speak to this, Dane, where that you know, the scene that ended up in the film is not necessarily the way that we had talked about it, or we had imagined it, or you had imagined it. Um, that you know, but there's something about the way it just organically happened, either the way it was shot or the way the performances were, that you were like, oh, great, this is the story. Yeah, I mean, it, on, it, I mean, from from. Uh, you know, the director side of it, I think we went in initially saying, okay, we're going to have three or four takes tops. All right. Yeah. That's it. And then we got to go on to three, but we actually, because we planned so much, um, there was ample, we, we actually f- discovered we were going faster than we thought we would. And, and so it was basically like, okay, Hey, let's slow down and let's do f- three or four, five more takes and let's see what we can get. So, so that I just have those choices in the edit. Uh, to be able to ma- to make uh, uh, multiple versions of each scene and things like that, so it ended up being really good that we we um, planned out that much. In some ways, Max and I both have done a lot of theater, and that's actually how we know each other. We met doing a play together in New York City quite a few years ago, 
And I think that in some ways, the way that we rehearse this was the way in, in the sense, like, like rehearsing a play, like we would do, we would read through the whole script many times, like, like the way you rehearse a play. And that doesn't always happen when you work on movies. And so we had rehearsed it so much like a full piece that when we got on set, all of that rehearsal work was there and we could just drop in. And that is very, I don't, I don't never realize that until right this moment, Max, but that is very much like theater based. You know what I mean? When I think it's like, you know, especially because there's all these time loops and because we're sort of jumping around um, within them, you know, it's easy to get lost. And so I think about like carrying the experience, the memory yeah. of the, of the whole story from start to finish was like very helpful and very useful um, in that way. So, um, as, as horror, as horror guys and genre guys, how, how, how did you like the, did, was there, was the blood sufficient? Was everything okay? Was did it, did it come off all right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Were you a little creeped out by the ending? Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it wasn't like, I, there's, I, it's kind of like, uh, there's like two kinds of gore that kind of like are sufficient for me. It's yeah. like if you get a lot of gore and it's like spread out all over and it's like, you can't find a place without like, I love that. But when this yeah. one, you get like the moments and yeah. they're like big moments and it's like shocking. And it's like, for me, that works just as well. It was that's definitely what we're, that's good to hear. That's definitely what we're going for because I know, um, yeah, I mean, I like those types of gory films too. You know, it can go crazy, but I, in this, we were really kind of, we were, we were, I knew that I was only going to have these like few moments and it was like, how can we get the best out of those? Um, oh, they were yeah. <laughs> the, the night before we shot the sort of bloodiest scene, we realized that we were a little low on the supplies we needed to make blood. And like we, you know, we were in no, a small it, it, place. It, it, I will say this, this, this is how much of a, you know, ner I, I always have fake blood on hand, like for the last 25 <laughs> years of my life, somewhere in my house. I'm just that kind of guy. But, um, <clears throat> but like, you know, I was thinking of this, just thinking of the scene, thinking of the scene, thinking of the scene. And I was like, oh no, Max, I don't think we have enough blood. <laughs> What are we going to do? And we're, like, we're like in the country in New Jersey. You know, it's not like there's like a Halloween store down the block that you can go to. And so uh, literally I sent, like. I sent you out, right? To like go yeah, get a bunch yeah, of. Yeah, I like went, I went to like Walmart, Walmart or whatever it was. And, yeah. you know, they closed at like, you know, 1130 and it was like 1045. And you went in, I went in there and was like, give me all the corn syrup and red dye you have. You yeah, know? red and green uh, dye. Which was, yeah. you know, which was worth it. <laughs> So I made like I made like four or five gallons of fake blood uh, to just that night, you know, trying to stir it up and everything. So. Fun fact: Dane did all the special effects on this movie. Wow! All the props, all of that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is like a three-man band here. Wow! Yeah, or three-person band. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things that I got into. Um, you know, horror, I, I, you know, was, was special effects makeup. I love that stuff. Uh, they're, 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 I'm now I'm at a level I can do certain things, but like, you know, uh, I, I knew again, given that it, we were shooting in COVID that I was going to just have to dig into some of this stuff and, and, and do that as well. So I'm happy it came off the way it did. Yeah. It, uh, it definitely, um, I remember testing some like tubes and blood spray, you know, and my daughter in the house and my daughter's looking at me like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, this is amazing. So Dane's daughter, I think also got to sit on his lap for quite a bit of his, the editing process. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. She can yeah. recite half the film. She's is not good. Scar for life. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, it's like, uh, what was it? We were watching, I think it was like the first episode of the last of us. I was like, yeah. this isn't too bad. We can watch this. You know, my son's, you know, walking around and he's got his yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah. He's not paying attention. And there's that, this, there's a part where like Bella Ramsey's like, listen, motherfucker. And then like, <laughs> it's like, oh my God. And then like all of a sudden, like he just looks up and he's like, motherfucker. And it's just, yeah. <laughs> oh no. And then, no, no, no. I made that mistake with probably from this edit way too young because I've gotten the emails from the school. You know, I'm already there, man. Like your 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 kid, 
she's saying like some bad language and stuff. And I have to be like, oh, God, no, I'm just that, you know, where is she learning this? I don't know. How, where could she possibly be learning these words? No, My no God, YouTube. Yet. Turn off the YouTube. YouTube It's blamed on you, man. Like my son started singing this stupid song and he just does it because of auto tune. And so one of the little kids narked him out and said, he said a bad word. And he didn't say a bad word. He said the word stripper. Oh, come on. Yeah. The punk ass bitch kids. So anyways, he's eight years old. Sex work is real work. Exactly. So the teacher calls or texts me. It's like, just so you know, Kane said the word stripper today. I said, just so you know, no, he didn't because he has never heard that word at my house. And she's like, well, he said you let him listen to this song. I said, well, another thing, I hate that artist. And I think that song is the shittiest song ever made. I said, so that song has never been played at my house. I was like, so don't come at me saying that I have a bad choice of music. And then my son is doing this. I was like, why don't you ask his little friends at school where he heard that bullshit song? Yeah. Yeah, you're like, what I'm most offended about is thinking that you think that I would let my son listen to this song because this is a terrible recording artist. Exactly. That song was made, Jesus, probably in like 98, maybe. And it was like at like the like top of when everybody used auto-tune. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. he was saying, like, I, I don't even, like I said, I don't even think they play that song on the radio. So I don't know how he heard that song, but I 100% guarantee he didn't. And then he did the whole joke of, like, <laughs> D's nuts to, like, people. And I was like, mm-hmm. dude. And so I talked to the principal. I was like, it's just me, my wife, and my son. I was like, do you think I'm just like, hold on, Kane, watch this. Hey, babe, can you get D's? You know? And then I was like, yeah, son, good job, bro. I was like, you really fucking think that I talk about D's nuts and strippers in front of my fucking eight-year-old at my house? I'm like, dude, he's in third grade. He's hearing one of his friends or somebody at school doing it, you know? And they're just like, well, it's not good. I was like, I understand, but at the same time, don't come at me all hot saying, Brian, quit saying D's nuts and strippers in front of your kid at your house. Like, I don't know when the hell I would ever... Say any of those words in front of my son at it's, my house. Like, it's funny because he's hell? standing right behind you right now. Right? <laughs> no, we've always said, we're like, dude, if our son curses at school, mm-hmm. we'll be like, how'd he say it, though? Was it like, <laughs> it? <laughs> what was the, what was no. the meaning behind it? Like, oh, yeah. yeah. If he's just walking and like, you know, it's like, oh, fuck bag. He'd be like, why'd you say that? He's like, I don't know. I'd be like, well, now you're in trouble. But if he goes and he says a curse word. And we're just like, why did you say it? He's like, well, this is the reason. We'll be like, okay, that's a good reason, but don't say it anymore. You know? Yeah. But the, adventures, the adventures in parenting. Dude. Oh, yeah. So messed up. But it's so much worse. Yeah, he said a bad word. And instead of just saying that, you know, he heard it on a song or something, uh, over the summer, we watched all of the Marvel movies in order. And... Yeah. He decided to tell the teacher the reason why he said a bad word is because it's the movies his dad watches. I'm like, really? Yeah. I'm like, so I've never heard. Throw you right under the bus. Exactly. And so he told me on that, and I was like, then we're not going to watch any more Marvel movies. He's like, that's not where I learned it from. I was like, that's where he told the teacher. And so then he told the teacher like months later that I listen to this shitty music. So all I do is (laughs) listen to fucked up songs. And movies that have F-bombs in them all the time? Like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff you get blamed for, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think... What do you got, Anthony? Um, Do you want to go to the hard-hitting questions? The two hard-hitting? Oh, hard-hitting ones? There yeah. might be a right, third have... hard-hitting one. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, Let's hit hard. Oh, hard in the paint. You know, they don't really say that in Australia. Hard, hard in the paint? Like playing basketball? Like, dude, go hard in the paint. They play oh, basketball well. in Australia? Yeah. No. Right? They don't have squirrels. I know that. <laughs> but, so, um, nah, Anthony, you can go that first one. I'll ask the other one. Maybe the other two. Um, okay, so, uh, well, we're always adding movies to our list of oh, things to watch. That's and- the- one I was going to ask. 
I, well, I thought that was the first one. No, <laughs> you know damn well that's the second one. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> but uh, like we're always adding movies, and if you have any suggestions of like horror films that we should add to our mm-hmm. list, because we primarily stick indie, but yeah, we we venture out here and there for everyone, of course. <clears throat> like smaller indie films, and could be smaller indie, could be. I mean uh, that we've we, seen that we've seen pretty recently, or this films that we like. That you like suggestions? Yeah, just any suggestions you got for us? You know, I will say like this is maybe for for your um, for your other podcast, but I like and, and I don't know maybe you've watched it recently, but I just recently rewatched the original Wicker Man, which I <laughs> which I remembered actually, which is like it's actually it's a musical. Um, which you don't really realize until you watch it again. I was like, this has more songs than Oliver uh, yeah. has. So that was, uh, that, that was, that was, that was a quite enjoyable rewatch and unexpected for me. I can't say the same for 80 for Brady. What, what can I say? <laughs> I can't even uh, get my wife to watch that. So <laughs> I recently watched the last thing I watched was part of uh, panic fix actually, which was, I think was the artifice girl, which I thought was pretty good. I don't know if you've seen that film yet. Mm, no. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. Oh, I like, um, Me- I like Megalomaniac too, which I saw up at Fantasia last summer and has been making the rounds. I have not I seen like, that. Re- I do really want to see. D- very dark, very, very dark, but beautifully shot. It's like a Caravaggio painting, you know? Uh, it's a really, uh, but I think it's quite good. And talk about some of, you know, the desire for some like truly uh, comprehensive Nasty splatter. Gore. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a very it's it's a dark film though it's it's not campy in the least and um, it's dark but it's it's good. Yeah. And uh, what about you, Dana? I don't. I have a confession. Um, I don't watch a lot of horror movies really because I'm a big fucking scaredy cat. It's cool. And, and like, I it's cool, Dana. It's no, cool. I mean, like, I still have never seen ET. In its because I, you know, the famous horror movie ET. Right? <laughs> it's a horror movie to me. It's just ninety okay? minutes of probing. Because yes, <laughs> because that little fucking thing is scary as hell and no, creepy. Dana. It's true. Yeah, no, that, that's yeah, fine. So we that. talked to um, who was it? Eric <laughs> Mensis from Horror in the High Desert, and um, he admitted to us. He's like, I don't watch horror movies. And he just like filmed some stuff for a yeah. horror movie because his his friend was a director and told him he's like I want you to be in my movie, like that uh-huh. was that was it. <laughs> yeah. we, talked, we talked to the guys from Feed Me, and they uh, suggested Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, I, I mean, there's that there is that great re-edit of the trailer with the with a different soundtrack <laughs> that it, that like does in fact make it look exactly like a, a very. Movie. Horror, yeah, like a horror trailer. It's awesome. Those are so amazing. Have you seen the Forrest Gump one? No. Holy shit. I remember. Watch you know, that. I, okay, do, you remember I the, do you remember the trailer that – so this is this is going to be interesting. The trailer that came out years ago that was The Shining that was recut to be like a just like a fun family movie. Yeah. Do you remember that trailer? So they use – I could be totally wrong here, but from my, uh, I remember we, one of the jobs that Max and I had uh, at the video store that we worked at is we would speak to these companies and they would want all of this footage to go over. And I think one of the companies actually was that someone that was cutting that trailer to, oh, to really? do something off the <laughs> something funny. Yeah. He like Dude. knew something like that was going to come. And, and then it, when it happened, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Watch the force one where it's like, you know, it's so messed just up. Pulled it up. Is what I'll be doing as, <laughs> as soon as we're done. There's, there's a couple of them, you know, where like somehow they make them where it's like, I almost had about 16 Dr. Peppers. And you're just like, how are you going to make that scene scary? <laughs> like, oh no, you're going to piss yourself, dude. Yeah, those are hilarious, man. Um, <clears throat> all right. Then, I mean, we kind of talked about it. Oh, what? These are two more hard hitting ones. Um, no, I don't know. You guys might. We kind of talked a little bit before we started recording okay. about. Are you guys working on anything that you can tell us without, you know, spoiling it too much or something like that? Yeah. Um, I, 
Daniel, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just start in the I'm sure. Uh, uh, yes, we have another film, another feature film that uh, the script is ready. Uh, I mean, we can't talk too much about it, but uh, Max Wardendike right here is uh, producing it. And we have some other team members that are coming on board and they're packaging it up. And uh, yeah, do you have anything to add to that? No, I mean, we're still, we're still in early days, uh, but it's, I think it's a great script. Dane wrote a great script. I think it's like very exciting. Um, a very exciting, scary adventure. And um, we've, I've just brought on a, another producer. We're starting to talk about some casting um, and with the hopes of, you know, shooting at the end of this year. Don't hold us to it. We'll see what happens. But um, I'm super excited to be, you know, this will be Dane's sophomore feature. I'm just giving myself a small bloody cameo in this one. So I won't be an, I won't be an actor in this in this because uh, there's, there's not the right part. Uh, but, but I'll get to kill him again, which yeah, isn't. Yeah, but you'll get to kill me again. <laughs> I think it's a great story, and um, and I'm really excited for it to get made. I, I think it's going to be awesome. And Dana and I are waiting for someone to cast us in a uh, a story about um, a, a, a incestuous cannibal twins, um, which we just think would be super fucking fun to do. So if anyone listening out there has that script, you know, and the financing, you know, call us. If there's a part two where they just go to couples therapy. Then that's it. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. Yeah. That don't jog and just get a therapist. Come on, there you go. Don't yeah. jog to the therapist because then that just cancels each other out, and you're right there at the beginning of where you were, mm-hmm. ma'am. <laughs> um, no, and then let Dana do anything going on. You're, oh. you're doing some great. I'm just auditioning right now. Yeah, you guys should know though. Dana does have like a number of. Um, amazing characters that if you follow her on yes come on don't make that face dana if you follow her on any of her socials dana does like incredible i mean dana's one of the funniest women i know and one of the smartest women i know hands down qualify it with women okay you're one of the God, you're yeah. one of the smartest, most interesting people I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you know, I take it all back. Um, <laughs> you know, but she um She's she's very very good and very funny and and someone should in fact take the characters that she already has and put them and pay her to do them much more often. Oh, okay. I do want to shout those out real quick. Dana, yeah, Dana, do, do it. Do your plugs. Oh, my social. Yeah, get uh, your phone your number. Shit, your anything. Yeah, yeah, my phone number. No, I mean. <laughs> I'm on Instagram, Dana.Merrill.Burger, and TikTok is Dana Merrill Burger too. And that's Merrill within YL. Yeah, as in Merrill Street. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Dana Merrill Burger, and then at Dana Dot. Yeah, on Instagram, I'm Dana.Merrill.Burger. All right. What about Max? Oh, I mean, I, you can follow me. Like, my Instagram is just like what I like to think of like pictures that demonstrate like weird little glitches in the matrix. So it's like that's all it is. But it's at Wharton Dyke. It's the the uh, my last name on Insta. Nice. I um, I don't know what I. I think I'm just at Dane Elkar. I think it's just that, that I don't have any dots. So <laughs> <laughs> you're able to get them. But all, oh, but oh, but uh, okay. So you, what you really want to do though? listeners out there is you want to go to brightwood at brightwood movie oh god i think right is that it (laughs) no it's at uh at brightwood movie and uh that's where you'll get all the latest we're also on tiktok wait what do you mean at brightwood movie where dane oh on instagram and uh and uh tiktok and twitter clearly you know what we're doing guys I'm teaching him how to do this. I'm teaching him how to, you know, you know Dana is teaching me how to TikTok, and my life now is just all TikTok. Do I've you have a class that's going? Because we really need help with that. <laughs> that's like the only one that we don't post on. We're just like, damn it. I thought this could link up by itself. I won't do it, but I will say Dana told Dana told Dane what to do for the first video, and he did get 11,000 views in like the first couple hours. So whatever she says is actually right. Right. Yeah. You know why, Dana? Because you're the most talented woman I know who knows about TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, now these ones might, might not. Do any of you guys? Uh, are you guys gamers? Are you like, no, we're adults? 
The last thing I owned was a PlayStation 3, and I think about going back to play Vice City quite a bit, but that, I think, dates me uh, in a terrible way. That's all you had to say was a PlayStation. (laughs) Yep, there you go. All right, then. No, I think that was it, you know. Brightwood well, is been... screening at Salem Horror. Oh, yes, yes. We should plug oh, our actual film. Wait, so, so, and, yes, yeah. Yeah, let me say the date. Okay. Yeah, yeah, go it's for it. It's playing at Salem Horror Film Festival on Sunday, the 23rd, April 23rd, at 2.15 p.m. at Cinema Salem. So if you're in the neighborhood, you should definitely come check it out. There are tickets still available. They can be bought online. Um, or you can come. Uh, we're, all three of us are going to be there. So definitely, if you happen to be in the area, come say hello and say what's up. It's awesome. All right. mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then here's and the awkward. will come out later online streaming. Uh, well, right? it'll be it'll be released uh, on in basically all platforms at the end of the summer by Cinephobia releasing here in the U.S. Um, so we don't have an exact date yet, but we'd love to keep you posted when we do. Awesome Good job, Max. Yeah, <laughs> well done. <laughs> well, if, if, really if, any, if anyone if, if anyone can stand us talking for an hour and 10 minutes they'll finally know <laughs> where to uh, <laughs> where to watch the film in Salem if they make it <laughs> now if you guys shoot us over the email as well when we do post it we'll uh, just throw that in the description oh fantastic absolutely well cool. right. yeah. I think we'll probably end up cutting out like the first three minutes yeah <laughs> oh yeah you can do that of course duh sure, yeah <laughs> I got the time uh, in my head where I'm gonna start it, <laughs> right? But no, I think that that's that's all I've got so far. So yeah, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. No, damn it. All right. I missed uh, my camera. There we are. There you go. But uh, it's been a swell right. time talking to you yeah. uh, on uh, B-rated B movies. Right, B-rated is, uh, B. Rated. Oh, no. Berated, 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 yeah, berated, b, uh, berated, berated, berated movies podcast. Wow. Well, this is our. Thank uh, you. We should clarify. This is our conversations podcast. This is our. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. never you're mind. Good. Yeah. No. Uh, let's go back. Berated, berated <laughs> conversations. Ooh. Thank you for talking to the conversations podcast with Anthony and Brian. <laughs> <laughs> no. Thank you guys. Super awesome. Thank you very yeah, it's much. been a lot of fun. Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This podcast is available on all major podcast networks and YouTube. If you like what you're hearing, please follow, like, and subscribe on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook.